0: Make it is up. going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Eat your inside pass, to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down. And that is a touchdown, New Orleans. We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill to Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hey, y'all,
1: and welcome into a special, quote-unquote, emergency episode of Inside Black and Gold. I'm your host, Jeff Nowak coming at you solo today just wanted to get you a quick update on some of the news that has happened today we're recording this on wednesday we got the first injury report there's some interesting names on it and we also got some suspension news and a signing so we're going to get into all of that this is going to be a two segment episode the first segment is going to be about that suspension which we'll get into and about that signing. Both of these guys, we've been talking a lot about them. And then the second segment, we'll just detail the injury report, some notes uh, on both the Saints and Packers side, what it means, what you need to, what we're gonna be looking for the rest of the week. And then obviously we'll get back onto our normal recording schedule on Friday. We'll post our preview with a Packers guest, but let's get back to it. The news that broke today. Marcus May Saints safety suspended three games for what the NFL described as a violation of the policy against substance abuse, which is kind of an interesting, uh, you know, Way to describe what happened. Usually it'll just be personal conduct policy, whatever. That's what Alvin Kamara was suspended under. This is a substance abuse issue and it goes back to the 2021 DUI incident. That was back when Marcus May was a member of the New York Jets. So this season, we've already had two players suspended for things that happened all the way back in 2021, which. Great. You know, it's like you'd like to say, man, DA is not running a very tight ship. But both of these incidents happened before he was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. So here's the thing. We knew the suspension was coming. It was only a matter of time. I personally would have loved to see him wrap this up last season so you could have got that out of the way and then go into this season kind of just in, in, in shape, not worrying about it. Instead, it dragged out. He wrapped it up this off season. He agreed to a plea deal, six months of probation. And when that happened, you knew that it was only a matter of time before he got a suspension. It was just a question of how long? Well, three games, it's about the maximum that that you'll see for for a DUI suspension of this caliber. And I think it's partially because they went under the substance abuse policy and not the personal conduct policy. The next question becomes okay, so what do the Saints do? Now, we've been talking about say, rookie Jordan Howden a lot this offseason, and I think one of the reasons you really got, took a close look at him was because you knew that when, if, and when Marcus May got suspended. It was going to be on Jordan Howden to take some of that slack. He got a ton of reps in weeks one and two, a lot for a rookie, right? And you have to imagine that the team was getting him prepared and that he would be kind of the, the option there. But, there are other players and so we talked to Dennis allen today it was a conference call so i apologies for so i apologize for the less than perfect audio but he got into you know what the plans might be who might be the contingencies and so let's uh, let's hear from him on that
0: yeah we got several options that we that we have to fill in in that role and so you know we'll go through the week of practice we'll make a determination on where we're going but you know obviously um You know, we got, we got several options there in terms of who could go in and fill in in that role. Uh, we, you know, obviously JT, Jordan Howden, Lonnie Johnson, Ugo could fill that role. So, uh, we'll have a, we'll have a plan in place for, you know, making sure we're good in that spot. Dennis, do you have several options specifically because you anticipated this coming or or that would have been the roster makeup regardless? Well, I think that probably would, would have been the roster makeup regardless. Um, you know, we felt like, you know, all throughout training camp, we felt like, you know, the secondary was a was a position of strength. We felt like we had several safeties that, uh, you know, were NFL football players, and so um, I think it's, you know, I don't think it was it was necessarily in the plan just specifically for uh, this instance, but uh, but we felt like that was a good position of strength for us. And, and can you specify what, what Jordan Howden did? To, I mean, he's played the most defensive snaps of any of those guys. I, I know roles are different. He's playing the dimeback role. But, but like, you know, with so many experienced starters, veterans on this team, how, do, how did Jordan Howden, Howden elevate himself among that group? Yeah, look, I just think he's a good young player that, um, you know, he's smart. He's in the right spots. You know, he made some plays on the ball, uh, you know, in training camp. And, um you know, we feel good about that player. And and again, like I said, there, we got a lot of good options there. You know, obviously missing a player of Marcus May's uh, stature is, is, you know, a blow to us, but yet uh, we feel good about the guys that we have backing him up.
1: So when I talked to Jordan this preseason, this was after the Texans game, he had a couple of nice special teams tackles. One of the things he told me was that he was asking a lot of questions. He's leaning on some of these veterans so that he can be prepared when he is called upon. Well, if that's the case this week, there you go. That's that's where you're learning. That's why you're trying to pick this stuff up. He said he had worked at both spots. He knows both spots, but he's more comfortable with strong safety. And so I think if the with the impact this will have on you, and I think Marcus May had been playing well. He obviously had that ultimate matador moment on Bryce Young. But otherwise, I think he has been very solid: 13 tackles, an interception, a pass defense. He's done the job and made it so you're not talking about the Saints' safeties. And when that's the case, it means they're doing their job. There are really no explosive plays to speak of from the Titans or the Panthers, and the safeties are a big part of that. Now, when you're Jordan Howden, I think it's going to limit your ability – to disguise coverages. I think that's where you're going to miss Marcus May and just his familiarity alongside Tyron Matthew. They have trust in Marcus May. They're willing to do certain things with him to disguise coverages that I don't know if you do with a rookie. I think you want to make sure he is comfortable with what he's doing. So that might limit your ability to show Jordan Love some weird looks. And, you know, in in a game where he's still kind of coming into his own, and that being Jordan Love, that might hurt you. So, Going to be something to watch. He did mention the first name out of his mouth, uh, Dennis Allen's, was JT Gray. And so I wouldn't be surprised. So we saw Jordan Howden get about 30 snaps in this game. I think what's probably going to happen is Jordan Howden's going to kind of elevate to the Marcus May role and take those snaps. And then JT might come in as that dime safety. Now, there's a couple other names. You have Ugo have Uvlani Johnson, and the name he didn't mention, that he, he being Dennis Allen, it was Jonathan Abram, who was down on the practice squad and could be elevated. I think that he is an option, too. But, you know, you really need a – really a, 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 I think you need a backup free safety, not so much a strong safety, and Jonathan Abram is going to be the strong. So I don't know how much of a role he would have. Either way – I think that's going to be kind of your platoon there is is Tyron, who, you know, you still have Tyron Matthews, so I think you're okay. Then Jordan, and then behind him, probably the next man up would be JT, and then Lonnie Johnson. But either way, it's it's going to be something that could hurt this team. You suspended three games. Now you have three players suspended. You have three Saints players on the suspended list. Simultaneously, And Alvin Kamara, who's out one more game, can come back in week four. Marcus May, who will be... Out three weeks, the first game back will be week six for him. And also Jake Hainer, who has missed two games of his six-game suspension, he'll be eligible to come back week seven. So, you know, I don't know the last time the Saints had three players suspended simultaneously, but this is the answer to that trivia question going forward. Now, one of the things that you can say is there's some roster spots available, and the, the, the last thing we'll get into in this segment Tony Jones Jr. signed to the fifty-three man roster. Good for him. He earned it. Two touchdown day on Monday night football. I asked Dennis Allen, you know, if that's a pretty good indicator, which I imagine it is, of his involvement in the game plan on Monday uh, on Sunday against the Packers. He DA's already told us that don't there's not an anticipation they're gonna sign a running back. So it's gonna be the players in the building getting it done. This is what he had to say. Yeah, obviously Tony Jones signed to the active roster today. Is it fair to assume he's going to have a big role uh, this upcoming week?
0: Yeah. yeah, I think he'll be one of the guys that um, will fill that role. Uh, he did a nice job in the game the other day, and so it's part of the, the nature of the NFL when you have injuries and things of that nature, so other people have to step up. So um, whether it be Tony Jones or, you know, Kendra Miller or any of those guys, um, you know, we'll have some guys that can step in and play.
1: Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more about Jamal Williams and Kendre Miller in the next segment when we go over the injury report. Both of those guys are on there but you know we we talked a lot about Tony Jones Jr. in the the previous episode of this week and it's just it's just cool story it's good for him the other news that we can mention that happened yesterday Kirk Merritt was waived I did see him at the facility today which I think is a pretty good indicator that he will be back on the practice squad or maybe even on the active roster who knows but he is not an option uh, at this point he's not on the practice squad the Saints also signed Cam Dantzler to the practice squad. So they're hedging their bets there. They have bodies. You also have Jordan Mims, who could potentially be called up. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a very similar platoon to what we had this past week after Jamal Williams went out. in you're going to have Tony Jones taking a majority of the running back snaps. And then you're going to see a big dose of Taysom Hill. I, you know, I don't know if you're going to try to work him in more you know, as a running back. Which you kind of did in a in a few instances in the second half of that game against the Panthers, but one way or another, he's going to be included in that run game. And <laughs> it, it's always funny whenever people talk about Taysom Hill; they like get all worked up. I'm like, oh, they paid him so much money; he's a gimmick. He, you know, it, it's so funny to me because all I hear is like, this is working, and it's like, why don't they want to stop it? You know, I, I watched. I went over the film. I didn't have time to do a full film study this week because we're a day late. I'm just trying to catch up. Right. But I was able to watch the film. And, you know, one thing that's very clear to me from that Panthers tape, you know, I think a hero Evero is a very good defensive coach. He did not have that team prepared to face Taysom Hill and the way they were aligned when Taysom was on the field. He just had these gaping gaping holes in the middle of the field you basically just put a sign on the side of the road that said here's a free eight yards come and take it because I mean anytime Taysom drops back he's just doing a box count he's just seeing how many players are in the box and and if he counts a certain number he's taken off and in a lot of instances particularly early in the game You just had two linebackers backing off, leaving this giant void at the middle of the field, and all Taysom has to do is get through the line, and you are guaranteed five yards. If he breaks a tackle, you're talking 8, 10, maybe more. If you give him a head of steam, it's a problem. Uh, And he was able to do that against the Panthers. 75 yards on nine carries, but eight yards a carry. If a running back averaged eight yards a carry for an entire game, he would have a massive day, right? I mean, just do the math there. It's only about 12... 12 to 13 carries and you're sitting at a hundred yards. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, that's the type of game Taysom had against the Seahawks. They also had no idea how to stop him. And so the gimmick thing, it's like, if you are banging your head against the wall and it's not working and you are still forcing it, then yes, you are giving into the gimmick of it all. But if all you're doing is forcing them to stop it and you're going back to it until they prove they can, then that's just, smart play calling people i've had one person come and say, like oh pete carmichael he's just taking Derek carr off the field blah 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 and i'll get more into Derek carr later in the or in the next episode i did get a chance to talk to him about Taysom hill today but i don't want to get into that but like he threw the ball 36 times in that game there's no such thing as no rhythm when you're throwing the ball 36 times in a game and you're coming off for downs that you probably would have handed the ball off anyway so Uh, Long story short, Tony Jones, Taysom Hill, that is my prediction. It's like You're not going to see much more than that. I think you will have an extra body. I think you will have another running back active, and I think it's going to be Kendra Miller, and you're going to work him in in some capacity. Now, I don't know how much they trust him in pass protection, and we've seen the offensive line struggle when they're left on an island. Right. And so that's the question to me. I know they trust Tony Jones in pass protection. I don't know about Kendra Miller. And I think that's going to limit his involvement. It's also his NFL debut. So that's going to be something to watch. But all right, let's wrap up this segment. We're going to come back. I'm going to break down the injury report for both teams. We're going to talk more about the running backs because that's obviously a factor. And then we're going to get out of here because this is not a normal episode. This is a special edition of Inside Black and Gold. Anytime a player gets suspended, I feel like that merits an emergency pod. So here we are. My name is Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore NOAC. You can follow my co-host Steve Geller at Steve Geller WWL. We'll be recording another pod tomorrow. He will be on it. We'll also have a Packers guest, TBD. Although I know who it is. I just want to make sure I got the name right. So... Tune in for that. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Please recommend us. That's all I ask. I don't, we don't charge for this podcast. You got people out there with Patreons saying, give me a dollar a week or a month or whatever. You know, keep your dollar. But it, you know, if you could go leave us a, a review. It doesn't you can say whatever you want. I'm not telling you to leave us a positive review, but I mean, I'm asking you to go, you know, maybe go leave a review. Maybe tell us how you feel. My only request on reviews is. You know, five stars would be great. You don't have to leave us five stars. You can leave us whatever number of stars you want. But if you leave below five stars, tell me why. Because that's how we get better. Constructive criticism is the name of the game. So that's my only request with reviews. If you're going to give us below five stars, there's got to be a reason you did that. And just tell us what it is. So if it's an issue, we can fix it. If you're just being a jerk, eh, whatever. (laughs) Do your thing um but yeah and, and and alternatively if you don't want to leave a review if that's not something you feel like doing recommend us you know you got friends you got you got family members that listen to podcasts that like the saints that want to that want to know a bit a little bit you want to you want to you wanna get some information right say hey here's a podcast why don't you check it out it's got this jerk with a beard it talks a lot it's got an easily voice sounds like ray romano i know it's true yeah yeah you, you're you're not you're not breaking my heart i already know that anyway this is Inside Black and Gold. We'll be coming back with one more segment, breaking down the injury report. The first injury report came out on Wednesday. Wrote the Saints and the Packers. Guys, the Packers injury report is longer than the Saints. Sound the alarm. Something's going weird. The Broncos are the team that's not getting PI calls, and the, the opponent is the team with all the guys on the injury report. Something's not right. This can't be right. Anyway, keep it locked on Inside Black and Gold. We will be right back.